0: The of
1: Jimmy. Your the we'll take you- hello, 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 what's up everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We gotta say hi to everybody before we get started, let's say, start off with saying hello to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell.
2: I am exhausted. I am tired. We got home late last night, but I must tell you, we saw a very good movie. One we really enjoyed. You know, we don't like too many of these red carpet movies we go to. Some of them really suck. Some of them like were made with a cell phone and the guy was demented. But the, the, last night's movie, I really enjoyed. And we're going to talk more about it later on about this new star that we discovered in that movie. She's going to be a big, big major star. What an actress. What a beauty. She looks like Kim Novak, and she can act like you can't believe. We have to find out her name. What's her name? I'll look it up on the phone in a minute. We'll talk about that later. So today's to, guest. Wait, 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 oh, wait, like, wait, no, wait. Oh, We have to introduce everybody. Wait, so I'm okay. not finished yet. Just my usual to just say hello, and oh, then we talk you. after we don't say hi to everybody.
1: Shit. No, don't rush. So we want to welcome. No, you always do that after this. Don't rush me off. Yeah, don't rush you off. Anyway, we want to say hi to our engineer D. Hello, D. Oh, hello,
0: boys. How are we today? Ha ha, ha. D's oh, wow, not She can not here. Can't even her. we still can't her. hear good Hello, uh, hello. How are you guys?
1: There we go. Now we can hear you. Hey D, how you doing? I'm
0: good. How are you?
1: Good. You just need to keep that open so you can hear us. And then we have a chat room, I think, full of people. I'm trying to log into the chat room still, you guys, so I'm not there. So we'll mention you in a minute. But hello, chat room. There you go. Now you can talk about whatever you want to talk about, gorgeous.
2: Now you can go screw yourself. I'm not talking about anything. (laughs) I'll ruin your show. I'll wreck your show. I'll destroy your show. I'll pulverize your show. Yes. I will have you thrown off the air for being a communist. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So... Uh, what am I talking? Oh, today we have a good show because I have friends on. My sweet, dear, loving friend, who I love, who's Stephen Bluestein. No Stein. Stein. Oh, he corrects all the time. Stein, Stein, Frankenstein. Actually, Steve always corrects me. So <laughs> I know, but that's okay. I mean, I should know from a Stein from a Stein, but I don't. Anyway, who's hilariously funny, and he's written a book that tr- trust me when I tell you is funny. It's about his mama, Mama La Darling, who's not such. A nice lady she was kind of a mean mom and he's turned it around into humor and it is absolutely hysterical so i can't wait to talk to uh steve about it in fact i'm going to have his book in front of me and i'm going to pull out pages and chapters i want him to uh tell us all about Okay. Who's the second guest? I Lorene. Oh, 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 my God. How <laughs> could I forget my goddess? Oh, my beautiful, magnificent movie star who's going to get all kinds of awards for her new movie. And I'm so excited. Lorreen Landon, my beautiful girl. She's gorgeous. And the movie she's in, she looks like shit. They made her up with broken hair. She plays a drunken bum bitch wife to Bruce Dern, who's a horrible lady. She's getting such reviews about her performance i cannot tell you she's getting awards nominated for things i mean this girl's an actress because she's so gorgeous in real life and what makeup did to her they made her look 150 haggard sunken shadowy oh ugly that's called acting so I'm excited about uh, two wonderful friends of ours that we love very much who were at our party Sunday night that we had a ball, believe me, a Absolutely. blast. I mean, we were, Chris Bennett, who's a fabulous uh, Emmy-nominated uh, Grammy, 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 Grammy-nominated Grammy, singer, uh, singer and, and music person. She was playing on our piano, and I was singing, and she was singing. And then Linda Chorney, who has that fabulous movie. Also Grammy-nominated. Yeah, which is a movie you must go see when I sing, Saw it twice, love it, love Linda. Uh, she sang for us, and everybody was drinking and eating. There was no liquor left. They drank every bit of liquor.
1: And last week's guest, Tom
2: Churchill, was there. Right. Steve they, Stein was there. Right. Everybody <clears throat> was there. And they ate all the food. I mean, somebody ate the candles on the candelabra. That's how they were eating like sharks. But we had a good time, and the party stayed for a long time. Now I had been drinking. I had a few cocktails. Okay, just a few. And when everybody left, Churchill was left. Thomas Churchill and Alex and Alex, and I said and Linda I, and Scott. Yeah, Linda and Scott were our house guests. They were sleeping over. I said, guys, where's my back cushion to my sofa? This is funny. You guys got to really listen to this. I was missing a cushion. There's three cushions in the back. It's a big sofa with big, fat, feather-filled cushions, back support cushions, not little pillows, big cushions. And one is missing. Well, we searched the house. We looked all over. I said, oh, my God, I can't believe that we have a thief amongst us. And our friend, somebody swiped that pillow. Why? So Linda said, well, maybe they did it as a joke and they're going to bring it back. I said, I don't think so. Then somebody else <laughs> said, well, maybe somebody spilt something on it and they took it away and threw it in the garbage. So So you Churchill wouldn't... and I were walking down right. the street looking at the garbage of everybody's I, garbage. I am now frantic. Fuck the pillow. I don't care about the pillow. I could replace that or do something else. But the idea that someone who I opened my home to and fed and drank and it loves is a thief. Now I've got to call everybody up and tell them, beware, there's a klepto among us. Well, My daughter, Leslie, had photographs of uh, years ago of us sitting on the sofa, and she said, Daddy, there were never three pillows. There were only two pillows. And I said, that's not true. That's not true. And then I went in my phone, and I remember having pictures at the store where we bought the pillow, where we bought the sofa, brand new. And I looked at it, and sure enough, there were two pillows in the back, not three. So nobody swiped the pillow. So how? Well, em- we were up all night because he was so upset about the freaking pillow. So how, how embarrassing <laughs> is that to, to tell the, the few people that knew about it that there was not three pillows? That's the curse of drinking. When you drink and, and your mind doesn't work properly, you see things and, and you it's you're stupid. So be careful when you drink, folks, because what if I were driving and I thought there was two cars on the road when there was really three? Well, you don't drive when you drink anyway. No, I don't drink anyway. I, mean, I don't drink often. I drink at parties. Only really basically only at our house. Yeah, I don't drink when I go out because I don't want to make a fool of myself, which I do often. Anyway, that's my... It was story.
1: very funny. We it was funny anyway, and we did have a great time. We had great performers. We had great guests. There was about twenty-five or thirty people there, and everybody was in the
2: business. They were producers, directors, actors, actresses, makeup people. Greg was there. Greg, uh, uh, Greg Lightner from Leitner.
1: Face Off, and Caroline Williams, Who, the really famous screen queen.
2: Greg does these wonderful uh, alien monsters and 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 gorgeous makeup work. So the room was filled with really uh, diversified. In, interesting people. Nobody was the same. Everybody had a different gig. And the, the meld was incredible. Uh, as everyone left, they said, Ron and Jimmy, you throw the best parties. We love them. And they write about that. And it's true. We do throw good parties. The it was reason, a lot of fun. The reason why we, we throw a good party is I'm a New Yorker. And I've thrown many, many parties in Manhattan in my apartment uh, or my home on Long Island at the time. And I know how to throw a New York party lots of booze and tons of food and keep people interested don't let them depend on talking to each other standing around that's a boring party always have something going on that's of interest to everybody
1: singing and doing all
2: kinds of stuff and we used to do this years ago many years ago when i was a young boy when i was 17 or 18 years old i used to go to greenwich village and go to parties where uh, the room was ten by twelve, and there was a hundred people in it smoking. You couldn't see anybody; it was so filled with smoke. And we would drink wine out of cardboard containers, or beer, and you never knew who came in. Marlon Brando came with Molly, Wally Cox, Joanne Woodward with Paul Newman. Everybody was poor, and everybody was starting off. Actually, Joanne uh, Woodward and Paul Newman met each other on a movie, which was called Long Hot Summer, and then they became famous. So they really weren't together before the movie. I wanted to clear that up. But anyway, it was a fun time in our life. Uh, Tiny Tim would come to the parties, tiptoe to the tulips, Tiny Tim. Uh, Faye Emerson, Skip Hedgeson, the famous jazz musician. It was a wonderful time. Greenwich Village was hopping with theater, painters, actors, uh, set designers, uh, choreographers. And we had all the movers and shakers, too. Yeah, but that's what I did with this party. So I brought it. I brought a 1955 party to 2019. There you go. And that's why it's a great success. One of the
1: people at the parties in the chat room. Church, what's up? Tom hey, Churchy. Who likes to drink dirty martinis that Ron introduced him to the first time he came to our house.
2: That's right, because that's what I drink. You know, uh, uh, olive juice and uh, vodka.
1: And Church was with us last night at the Art of the Dead premiere. that we're going to talk about maybe after our first guest or in between our guests.
2: And last night Church ordered a dirty martini, thirty bucks. I love that one. <laughs> Church's face was white. I said, Church, what? I, I was curious. I thought they'd maybe ten bucks. I said, What that martini cost? He said, Thirty bucks. I said, Go away. But then he told me he bought a beer for somebody
1: and a uh, juice and juice. So three drinks, thirty bucks is still steep.
2: Well, that martini had to be 15 or 20 bucks yeah it's unbelievable which is ridiculous i mean these clubs are ripping people off like mad so we got a chat room. wait, for wait hang on people. i remember when i was a teenager like 18 years old i always drank vodka i would have vodka and uh whatever greyhound you know grape juice or whatever and it was 50 cents imagine Unbelievable! In a gay bar,
1: fifty cents for a drink. So we got people in the chat room. Let's say hi to everybody. Church, we said hi to Church. We got B Claudia from Germany. What's up, Ellie from Estonia? Dave, uh, Dave. I don't know Dave's last name. Dave from Stars Now, UK. <laughs> Dave. Uh, D- Dave,
2: Dave, who likes all our gorgeous girls. He likes all the women. Um, oh, Dave! Church you, Church wrote wait, thirty dollars was just wait. stupid. <laughs> Dave, where do you see the piece of ass we have on today? Oh. Well, you Lore- can't see her, Lore- but oh, you can't see Lorraine. Why do we have Lorraine on when we're not seeing she her? She was just on because we're bringing her back because she's a friend. She's got to come back so everybody could see her. She's gorgeous. She looks like. The one from Dynasty. What was? Oh, the name? Jimmy.
1: Wait. Joe. yes. Uh, Linda Evans. Linda Evans. Jimmy Talk is in the in the chat room. Jimmy and I'm not sure who's user A I T J I. You guys, whoever user A I T G I is, let us let us know who you are. And Church says hi. And we're gonna have a lot of fun, you guys. If you're in the L A area, we're going Friday night. Churchill and Lorene Landon and. Joe uh, Castro and you and I and a bunch and of people and Addison and Addison, we're all going to see a great movie. I, I hopefully it'll be a fun movie called Clown NATO in uh in LA. You guys, it's a free screening Friday night, nine thirty. So uh, if you're on Facebook, look for Clown NATO screening, and if you live in LA, come and join us. It'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Oh, and and user AITJI is Jimmy Talk. What's up, Jimmy? All right, there you go. <laughs> You figured that one out. Good for you. No, I didn't. He wrote it in there for me. Oh, good for him. <laughs> I good. thought maybe it was Goddess, because Goddess, we never
2: know. No, God- Goddess just messaged me before we went on the air. She sent me a bunch of hearts and would, I love you. And I wrote back, not more than we love you, Goddess.
1: Then did she say she's not going to be in the chat room today? She's fucked up. I don't know what's wrong with <laughs> Goddess.
2: No, something's going on. She's not telling you. I would never tell the public, but in private, you know, we message back and forth, private message. Something's going on with her. She's not herself. I'm worried about her. I don't know if she's in some kind of trouble or not well or something. I wish Goddess would come close. But clean. Goddess, we love you. And Goddess, personally message me what's going on, honey. Please, I got to know. If I can help you in any way, I will. So let me know, hon.
1: There we go. And we want to give kisses to B. Claudia. Kisses uh, to B.
2: Claudia. <sniffs>
1: we we love B. Claudia. So everybody, we're gonna call our first guest in a second. Hey, Dee, are you there? da da. Let's play the love theme from the Eyes of Laura Mars, the Barbara Streisand song, while we're getting Steve Bluestein Stein on the sh- on the show. I love this when, song. When did he become Stein? Okay. All, I don't. Know, I think he's, he's, he's always Stein. Dee, oh. ready? I'm ready. All right, everybody. Love theme from the Eyes of Laura Mars by Barbara Streisand. And when we come back, we're gonna have our first guest, Steve Blue Stein,
2: on the line. I like Stein better. Stein <laughs> sounds so Jewish. Ivey yeah. <laughs> is me. Enjoy, Let's everybody. <laughs>
1: Are on. Oh, okay. Sorry. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> so that, that yeah. was the love theme from the eyes of Laura Mars by Barbara Streisand. And now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, stand up comedian, playwright, TV writer, and author, Mr. Steve Bluestein. Hello and welcome to the show.
3: Oh, thank you very much. That was a very smooth transition from that song. I, it's very nice. I like the way it ended. <laughs> <laughs> We're on <laughs>
2: That's hilarious. Oh well, we're learning. We're in a new transitional well, and, phase. And she's a new announcer. We're gonna have to get her to speak a little deeper. <laughs> Because my, yeah, fucking right, ear, my, exactly. my fucking eardrums broke. <laughs> she's got a very high-pitched voice. and I'm I am love to, it. I'm used to Chad with that wonderful baritone, soothing voice coming in. And then she comes in and my eardrums go... You got to love it. But D, she's love adorable. You. But Dee's adorable. Oh, and we we're going we're, we're to work together. All of us have to learn, you know... Uh, the, new things. The loss of Chad will never be the same. Let's put it that uh. way. D, I, love you, I love you deeply, Dee, but Chad was was the best in the business and you are too you're going to learn to be like chad i, I agree with you uh,
0: chad chad's the best i have some big shoes to fill i agree with you percent. absolutely
2: 100% on that. and chad is so missed and I we love you, you. though D. he's missed all the time but we absolutely. love you D. and, now, and the D. Love you no, <laughs> yes, now the comedy of steve So now the comedy of steve Stein. who gives a shit about That's, you you know this but, this is what happens to me
3: i do a show i, I did a show once uh, at this function and the, And the, before I went on, the announcer said, "Before we bring on Steve Bloomstein, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Miss, <laughs> Mrs. Gopin would like to say a few words." And so Mrs. <laughs> Gopin comes out and she says, when my husband died of the cancer, he was the blood was flowing and all oh, the pain and the screaming and I cried for months and they carried him out in the hearse and I said to I turned to someone and said, The only thing she didn't do is bring out Holocaust babies. <laughs> and then when she was when she was done when she was done they said, And now the comedy of Steve Blue <laughs> So I walk up, people are wiping their eyes, they're crying. And I, 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 and Mrs. Copen was sitting right up front, you know, in the first row. So I, I, I see her and I said, nice speech, honey. I said, I, I think you lost them in the, in the last 30 minutes
4: yeah,
3: the last <laughs> and the 30. audience, the audience got cra- they were hysterical laughing. Yeah. And then from then on, it was fine, but. That's the that's story of my life. One I, I, well, I was doing a, a, doing a TV show in Canada, and uh, uh, some the guy from Star Trek, what's his name? Uh, Shatner. You're asking Shatner us. Shatner
2: William, was, William, no, Shatner. William Shatner. William
3: Shatner. Not
2: Legal. Yeah, you can't ask me names. Oh, uh, yeah, like, I know. You don't know anybody. I don't even remember my name.
3: Right. So Shatner that. was on. Shatner was on, and he preceded me and he brought a video of them clubbing baby seals you know and i swear to god i'm sitting in the back i'm saying they're clubbing baby seals before my i'm supposed to do comedy oh my
2: god well, I'll, I'll, I'll warm you up i'll warm you up steve right, thank you steve Bluestein stein likes, stein what the fuck stein. his name is likes to tease yeah. me and every time he comes to my house, he brings this pecan cake that's a hundred years old. He gets it in the back of the supermarket; it's on sale for three dollars, and that's his joke. So he brought me the cake. Well, I'm not going to that. It was
3: delicious, wasn't no.
2: it? Actually, you know that they actually ate it. People actually ate it, and they didn't realize that it was two weeks overdue. And you know, it so anyway.
3: wasn't two weeks overdue. It was <laughs> well, only any- two days after the sell-by date, well, which anyway- is good.
2: I didn't want to throw it away, so I took it, and there was a homeless man in the street, oh, yeah. and I gave him the cake. He bit it, and then he threw it at me and started cursing. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. This cake is green mold. It's disgusting. Who the fuck gave you this cake? And I said, Steve Bluestein." And if you, and he, you want to get in touch with him, go to Steve no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> then I ripped out the copy of your book, yeah, Memoirs, Memoirs of a Nobody Everybody Should Buy, right. because it's Fabulous. And he looked at it and he said, "Oh, toilet paper."
4: <laughs> <laughs> now I well, warned you up. Go,
3: Steve. Or go, baby. No, I, there's nothing wrong with day-old bread. I, you know, I, I drive to the, I drive to Ralph's, the supermarket. I drive there in my Tesla, and I fill up the basket <laughs> with, I fill up the basket with day-old bread, and I go <laughs> to the checkout and I say, uh, I, uh, I feed the ducks." Yeah, that's what it's for. I feed the ducks. But I throw it in my freezer. I throw it in my freezer and I toast it. You never can tell the difference. If you if you toast it you're okay, only, but if I'll you try you, to eat I, it, it's terrible. Even your buddy no,
2: Ben even your buddy Ben said, Steve, enough. It's the joke is over. You do do it all the time, you come.
3: I'm, every time I'm coming, you're getting one of the day, okay? okay. And I so, gotta well, bring get a di-
2: different one, because no, you keep bringing the uh, same one.
1: I'm I'm gonna go with, bl- Actually, the cake is better than the muffins you brought the one
2: time. No, I'm going to ask <laughs> the homeless guy what he prefers, and I'll tell you, and then you could buy it.
3: Okay, that, that's the... I, now, uh, listen, I was looking Steve, for Steve, one Steve, where the Steve, cake Steve. had slid, it slid up against the... Uh, the plastic, so that it was all smushed, but they didn't have any. And, yeah, I, and, I, said to the, and I, I said to the girl, Don't you have any that are really damaged? She said, Why? I said, I, I'm bringing a house gift.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, Steve. <laughs> what? I want people to buy your book because I read. So your do book. I. Wait, hang on. I love your book. It's oh. a very, very twisted book written by a twisted mind that was twisted by a twisted mother. If you read between, wait, hang on. If you read between the lines and get the real meaning of the book, it's sensitive, it's funny, it's very sad, and it's also interesting reading. And I suggest to everyone that's listening, all four and a half million and whoever all over the world, please get this book. You may be able to help a friend out that's in a similar situation or a family member. Now, Steve, tell us about your book.
3: Well, my book, uh, you know, I, I, I did stand-up for for 20 years. Uh, I, I opened for Donna Summer and Barry Manilow and Missa, Melissa Manchester and Kenny Loggins and Frankie Valli. I, you know, Tower of Power, uh, Seals and Crofts, Donna. You know, So I, I was on the road in Vegas and Tahoe and Reno, all these places, doing stand-up. And then... I, I transitioned into t- TV writing, and I wrote, and you know, and then I did plays, and now, and now I brought the book. But one day I was talking to Cal Prop. Now Cal Prop is a casting director who direct, who casts the Tonys. That's one of the things she does every year. And she said she we we worked together on a TV show. And she called me up one day, and she said, what are you doing? And I said, what am I doing, Carol? I'll tell you what I'm doing. The garage door just fell on my car, and and the car is now trapped in the garage door with the garage door on it. And I just emptied an antique shop, and all the antiques are in the garage, so it's like it's... It's like, uh, you know, it's like open house for homeless people. They're coming in and they're taking <laughs> shit out of my garage. So I'm telling you story. And she said to me, Steve, Steve, you have to write a book. You have to write a book. And I, I said, you know, like a light went on in my head, and I went, what a great idea. And that day I sat down and I started writing. For three years I wrote every memoir I could think of from all the backstage stories of you know opening for television, you know doing the Mike Douglas show and things that went on, and opening for Barry Manilow and his Michigan and other things, and uh and I and then I started writing things that happened to me on a daily basis, like taking my dog to the vet and it she's getting vom she's vomiting in my car, you know, and all this stuff, and and as I started writing, I started thinking about, you know, my childhood and what caused me to, you know, go into show business and all these other things, and, and I started writing about that, and so what you get is a mixture of funny and sad and, and interesting and incentive, and I, you know, talk about, because I was there on day one when the comedy store opened, and so I've been in the comedy, you know, comedy business since 1971, and I've seen it all. And I told all those stories. And I, 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 I sent it to a publisher. They accepted it. And it's now published on Amazon.com and, and Barnes and Noble and iBooks and Kindle and Nook and eBook and iBook. If you pay me enough money, I'll come to your house and read the fucking thing to you. But it's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but listen it's, tell me some of the stories in wait the wait book. wait wait.
1: first of all say hi to b because b in the <laughs> chat room she said she bought the book it's fun it's cool she read it she loved it and she just put the link for people to buy it in the chat room yeah but it's not <laughs> is it in german
2: because she's in germany that doesn't matter yeah
3: I, yes it is in german it's you can buy it all See? this publisher uh it was fabulous he put it it's everywhere you know, if you're in a toilet in Vienna, you can buy the book there. I, I,
2: so, I, listen, true. Germany, Germany, it's in your language. Buy the book. Trust me, you will laugh your heads off. It's in English, Yeah, said. You, It's written in you English. You can get no, it, but it at it's Amazon. All, it, it, but, but. Bruce. What? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Steve just said it's, in, it's German. in German. No, it's not in German. It's in Germany for people. everybody. Reads no, English. it's not in English. It's in German. She bought it in Germany. No, it's, it's in, English. in English. It's in English. Oh, I know. It's in English. He said it's been translated <clears throat> to German. No, who said that? You live in a fantasy world. No, it lists, it
3: lists, it's in English, but you can buy it in Germany. I was in, I was in, uh, 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 Berlin. And the plane landed, and I turned to the lady sitting next to me, and I said, you know, I'm really nervous about coming here. And she said, why? I said, well, I'm Jewish. And she said, <laughs> "She said, well, that doesn't, you know, that's, that's years, years ago. ago. Yeah. So as we're w- walking off, off the plane, we walk down this corridor, and at, we're, we're 10 feet off the plane, and a guy comes out in a German uniform, you know, with a police <laughs> uniform, and he says, Achtung, wer he gehen I looked at her I said, How did they find me? I just got off the plane. <laughs> it turned out that we were going in the out, and he was yelling at us, for, but it was hysterical. We started laughing.
1: <laughs> I freaking like love it. Tell everybody, because I like this story, tell them the story right. about like the... Uh, the Jersey Turnpike toll booth person
2: Oh well
3: I was I was uh I my play Rest in Pieces was in production in <laughs> Delaware <laughs> and uh I I was staying in Pennsylvania because it was a very high paying gig so I was staying in Pennsylvania but the I, every day I had to drive to Delaware and 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 they have uh, in Pennsylvania they have a uh, 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 highway system that was must have been done by someone who's never driven on a freeway before, because <laughs> the signs are so confusing. You you get on the freeway and it says tickets, no tickets. So I say oh, I don't have tickets, so I go in the tickets. But that no tickets means that you have a ticket and you don't have to need a ticket. So every day I was like, I'm dyslexic. It was a fucking nightmare getting on that freeway. So one night, one night I get on the freeway and it says to New Jersey. And I said, well, I don't want to go to New Jersey. I want to go to Pennsylvania. So I take the other, and this thing, this car, this road took me, I don't know. I, I People were saying aloha as I was walking by. <laughs> that's how far, that's how far west that I went. And, and I, 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 let me tell you how lost I was. A friend of mine in California was following me on his iPhone and he called me and he said, where are you going? You're so lost. You're 27 miles from where I, I am. And, I, and it was raining. It was raining. All right. So there comes an exit. There comes an exit. Right. And I get off the exit and the, the toll taker woman says to me, ticket. And I said, I don't have a ticket. I've been on this freeway for seven hours. I don't know. I'm from California. Who the hell built this road? And she said, she said, you have a driver. Of course I have a driver's license. So she, I give her my driver's license. She, She says, she says, that'll be a dollar. I said, okay, now how do I get? And she, she gives me directions. Okay. She gives me directions. The next night I'm on the same freeway. They, they can't fool me this time. So I go to the, the lane that says no tickets. So I get a ticket and I'm so proud of myself. I'm going, look, I got a ticket while I'm thinking, I'm so proud. And I'm looking around. I take the wrong turn. I get back on the same freeway that <laughs> took me 27 miles to the wrong direction. <laughs> so you had Only, to pay
2: another dollar.
3: <laughs> no, wait, no. So I get, I get out, I get off the exit, the same exit. And it's the same woman the same woman from the night before. I said, you're not going to believe this, but I got a ticket tonight, but I still don't know where the hell I am. I'm telling you, I don't know how Daniel Boone found, made it across the country. I know, don't know we, how
2: we-, we 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 know Pennsylvania highways. I did one one time. I didn't know what that was either, and I was riding and riding and riding, and it it said no fee. So I thought freeway free. free. Well, when I yeah. finally got down to Philadelphia, it was twenty one dollars because I didn't have a <laughs> ticket, and that's how right. many to- uh, exits I passed. And I said, I'm not paying you twenty one dollars. I said I was lost. They said you have to. Uh, so I gave them my license, <clears> and they. Build me. Well that, we, we, that's, we what, that's well, we, what I no. did.
1: And I we don't, tried I don't to think go, I ever paid it. We went to go see Frankie Valley in the four seasons at the uh, what's that <laughs> town with all the like people with the the,
2: the, uh, uh, the, oh, the but, uh, uh anyway, we're on the air.
1: Where all the Amish people are, it was like an hour drive, and we had Eileen in the car, and we Aileen went Shapiro. in there. And we, it took us four hours to get there because we kept going in circles because of the Siri bitch on the phone. Eileen and, and
2: I were screaming. We couldn't believe it. Eileen's in the back sm- seat, and I'm in the front seat, and we're looking at each other. And then we passed this one store that was very, very noticeable because it had lights and, and we kept legs. passing it. And then uh, 20 minutes, an hour later, Eileen said, doesn't that store look familiar? I said, "Yeah, we just passed it." <laughs> and then we kept driving around and around, and now we're screaming with laughter. And there's that store again. It happened four times. And Eileen said, "Where the fuck are you going, Jimmy?" And we cracked up. So now we know when we're in the car. So with we Jimmy. missed the first half. We of the never sh- get concert. where we're
1: going. Jimmy. We missed the first half of the concert. Jimmy
2: has no concept.
1: Well, I,
3: I, I wanted to go. What's that uh, outside Palm Springs? That that uh, park, the the national park. Yuck, Joshua, uh, is it Yuck, Joshua, Joshua? Joshua tree. So oh. I said, "Oh, I'm going to go to Joshua tree." So mm-hmm. I go on. I put the thing in the in the navigation. It takes me up to na- It takes me out to this exit. It says turn around. I go down. It, t- it takes me right back to where I started from. So I <laughs> go around the same thing in a big circle. I, I have friends from France who came to visit me. They found Joshua tree and said, what a beautiful place it was. I can't find it. I can't find the fucking
2: place. No, it's very easy. I'll show you next time you come. I'll take you there. Cause we have friends that that's, live up there.
3: That's why you never see Jews camping. You know, no, you're never out. True. You're never in a campsite. And you, oh, I left the, I left their lighter fluid by the it's car. True. You never
2: hear that at a campsite. No, it's true. It's definitely true. No, I, I remember that from when I was young. Uh, my father uh, despised anything that was outdoors. My father was uh, totally <laughs> indoor stuff, And my mother was an American Italian. And my aunts, yeah. everybody were American Italians. And we used to go up to Lake Sebago. And they would cook all night long the women's sauce and this and that for our lunch on Sunday. And at five in the morning, we would drive up to Lake Sebago to get the best bench with the best fire pit right uh-huh. off the lake. And my father sat there, and all he kept saying was, why did I marry her? I should have married a nice Jewish. If I married a Jew, I would have been in a restaurant right now enjoying oh myself.
3: But, and you know, Sebago so, C- 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 sounds like something you get in your knee. I, I got C- Sebago <laughs> C- C- in both angles. It's horrible. no.
2: Lake Sebago C- C- was really quite beautiful back in the 1920s. I'm sure it is. It was. Now it's not. But it was You know, old crappy people throwing garbage all over—it's a sin what people do to beautiful lakes. But back then, it was a fabulous resort for uh, people that didn't have a lot of money.
4: Yeah,
3: it was was
2: our Riviera. We enjoyed it, loved it. Didn't you? We had
3: Revere Beach. I'm from Boston. We had Revere Beach. Right. And it was uh, carnivals and and rides and everything. Now it's all condos.
2: Yeah, that's what they do. But you and I were talking, I just forgot what I was going to say. This age is a piece uh, of shit. Age. Oh, I I old it. age. I hate mean, it. Turning 50 is a bitch for me next year. Ah, uh, terrible.
3: Well, you know, listen to this. The other day I was in the kitchen and I said I needed something in the bedroom. So I went to the bedroom <laughs> and I said, why am I in the bedroom? So, I'm standing in the bedroom. I think, well, I should go back to the kitchen. It'll refresh my memory. So, I go back to the kitchen, and then I say, why am I standing in the kitchen? So, I go back to the bedroom, then I go back to the kitchen, then I go back to the bedroom, and finally I say, whose house is this?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have one better. I'm in my pajamas, and I'm in the kitchen, and I had to go to the bathroom. I had to pee. So, I went into the bathroom, and we have a Pretty big walk from the kitchen to, if you remember our house, to the master bedroom, and then down the hall to the the bathroom. Right. And I and I I took my dick out as ready to pee, and my dick is out. And when I got into the bathroom, I thought, "What am I doing here? I forgot what I went into the bathroom for." And then I looked down and I said, "Oh, I have to pee." So I'm grateful, which segues me into a dick story. Last night. Oh, no, it's a good story. Last night at the uh, movie opening that we went to, which was a very nice, uh, gorgeous after-party, fabulous movie, and the star mm-hmm. of that movie is Richard Geek- Greco. If you remember Richard Grieco, that gorgeous... Richard,
3: yeah, with the tweezed eyebrows, yeah.
2: Yeah. So now 21 I, Jump Street. Right, Booker. I see the movie and I have to pee so bad. I'm, I'm going to explode. I said to Jimmy, Jimmy, I'm not going to wait to see all the credits and the people talking. I have to pee. I'm going to run in the bathroom before the crowd comes because then you have to wait online. And I ran in the bathroom and I'm peeing. And then who comes next to me? And there's no divider between the urinals. So who comes next to me to pee? But Richard Greco. And he's peeing. Nah. And I tapped him on the shoulder. I said, hi, Richard. <laughs> so He must have looked at me wanted to punch me. Figured this fact's trying to pick me up. And I said, my name is Ron Russell, and I have a TV show. And I'd love you to come on it while he's peeing. So here I am doing all the the promoing while he, And he's looking at me like <laughs> I am very strange. Now he goes to the sink, and I go to the sink, and we're washing our hands. And I said to him, I said, listen, if you don't come on our show... I said, you know, I'm from New York, from Brooklyn. I'll have some people come pay you a visit. So he said, oh, I could tell you're from New York. You're pushing. Anyway, he turned out to be a nice guy. And I said, listen, you know, we shared an intimate moment. We peed together. So that's you have to come funny. on the show. And he's coming on the show. But I also oh, told him, great. I also told him I was at the Beverly Hilton Hotel one night, peeing at a urinal, and Warren Beatty came next to me, and he peed, too. So I said, you know, we pee in good company.
3: Well, here's my Warren Beatty story. <laughs> so I'm at the, I'm at the pharmacy at, near my house. And there's like seven people in a crowd by the cash register. And from the, the back of the crowd, a young, a young boy, maybe 21 years old, comes and he shouts across the crowd, uh, prescription for Warren Beatty.
4: And the whole,
3: the whole crowd turns around. And I looked at him. I said, you can tell me. It's Viagra, right? It's Viagra. You can tell me. <laughs> and the kid was more divided. I said, Well, schmuck, don't yell across the room. Uh, uh, Warren
2: Baby, oh, jeez. But most gay guys say to me, Was there a divider? And at the Beverly Hills Hotel, if you know it, there is, there is no divider. The urinals are all on the road, there's about 20 oh. of them and they said, did you look? Did you peek? And I said, no, I wouldn't do that with anybody. You know, maybe Jason Stegman. Statham. them. that's but, his favorite. you know, Warren Beatty, who cares? They said, oh, if it was me, I would have looked. I said, that's not nice. That's an invasion of people's privacy, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't do that. I, I, I really don't think so. I did not look at Richard uh, or Warren's Wang. But as Warren well, was leaving. That's so I nice sw- of you. No, but That's as so Warren nice I would have looked at Warren Wait, as, he's Wa- hot. as Warren was leaving, <laughs> I did see it dragging on the floor and he was hoiling <laughs> in.
3: <clears throat> he had like one of those things like you put the garden hose on.
2: Absolutely. But his, his, his he, he pushed his belly button and it rolled up. <laughs> but, you know, you right. don't do those you don't do those things.
1: Next subject. Okay, next subject.
2: Well we got we did yeah. urine. Now let's go somewhere. Where else? So, tell us more about your book. You're here to talk about your book to get oh, people. The book,
3: interested. memoir, memoir of a nobody. Um, well, it, it, the, the the wonderful thing about the book is that it's gotten such an incredible response. It was picked by ABC News as one of the top five books for nineteen uh, for two thousand and eighteen, and it I was a complete. <laughs> it was a complete shock to me. I. I I looked at it, and I thought it was a Photoshop, but it, it was true, uh, uh, and uh, I was real thrilled. And it has, I think, let me think, it has 57 five-star reviews on Amazon, which is so gratifying, you know, because, you know, as a stand-up comedian, you stand on stage, you say a joke, and you hear instantaneously the audience laugh or not laugh, so mm-hmm. you know how you're doing. But Absolutely. when you write a book, when you write a book, you put it on the put it on the page and you send it off. You don't. I don't hear for six months if someone's laughing at what I'm writing. So it's I. I, I you know, I, it's so gratifying to hear that people are really loving this book. And uh, in the in the first week it was uh, it was uh, published. It was on the top ten on Amazon. I'm I was I was you know just ecstatic. I couldn't believe it.
2: Well, what I found in your book, reading it honest, I like street writing, and you write street, you write really like it is, you write like you're talking, and I like the honesty that was in it, because you really spoke about your mother in a way that uh, most sons wouldn't do, because they wouldn't disrespect, but your mother didn't really, well, she, she didn't respect him, so I said to myself, it's okay that he does this because she did not respect him. It's not like she was St. Mary, the fabulous mother who he's, he's defiling.
3: Well, uh, yeah, no, like I, I, like I say in the book, when you say mother, you immediately think of cookie, warm, co- warm cookies and love and, and warmth. And, and I say mother, I think vice president in char- in charge of maternal affairs. She, <laughs> she was a wonderful person. She was a horrible mother. She never learned how to nurture because she didn't get it herself. And uh, I, my parents divorced, and I was a constant reminder to my mother that she had failed at something, and she, she detested that. She detested the fact that, uh, that she could be connected to a failure. And, and she, was, she was totally against my going into show business So in 35 years of show business career, she never came to a single show, not one, not one. As a matter of fact, she said in front of a group of my friends when she came out to Los Angeles, she said, what did you write a book about? Nobody cares about your life. And my friends sat there with their mouth open, you know, and to me it was just Tuesday. If you know what I mean. It was just, yeah. this is what happened. This is what just, happened just, all my life.
2: Right. You know, well, when, you know what I, I mean? got, what I got out of the book and I told this to you when you said, oh my God, Ron, I'm so happy you, you saw that, is that she hated your father so. And you are so much like your dad. She was taking out all her hostility on her husband on you. And this this happens a a lot. I've had friends that have had this problem when they had several mothers or fathers. There's always that that one child that just gets bombed all the time. No matter what that child does, it's never good.
3: She died three years ago and I was was able to forgive her prior to her death uh, because... I, I was back home in my hometown, which is a small town just outside of Boston called Chelsea, Massachusetts. And someone came to me and he said, he said to me, I know what you've been through. And I said, what do you mean? And he started telling me stories about things that my mother had said to him about me and about my father and, and, and things that she had done that were just so horrible. Um, here's a perfect example. I had been getting, after the book was published, I had been getting these letters, these emails, from someone who just signed their name Tewksbury, which is a town in Massachusetts. And the letters were like, you're a very sick human being, your mother is a wonderful person, you don't deserve to have a mother as good... I mean, that was the tone of these letters. And not one, or two, but ten. And when I was talking to this man who was telling me all these stories, I said, to, do you know who this woman is in Tewksbury? And he put up his finger, because we were sitting in his office. We put, he put up his finger, and he said, Joanne, will you come in here? And his, this woman comes in, I guess it was his assistant, and he said, tell Steve who the woman in Tewksbury was. And she looked down at the floor, and she kind of shuffled her feet, and she looked up at me, and she said, it was your mother. I said, what do you mean it was my mother? She doesn't know how to use a computer. And she said, you're right, she doesn't. So she would come into my office, and she would dictate to me what I had to write to, to send to you. And she said, it killed me, but I couldn't say anything. And so that's the kind well, that of... That
2: bitch should have been smacked around in the office a little.
3: Yeah, well, you know... I, but, I had a trip to her. But, but wait, but the point of the story, Ron, is that when he told me this, I suddenly went okay, everything I've ever felt about my mother is right. And she's really, you have to feel sorry for her because she never got what she, des- what she needed. And so she never knew how to give it to me. So I understood that there was... Yes, but a wait a minute. Pro- she,
2: knew, she knew cruelty and she knew to be evil. Where'd she get well, that from? She, but
3: she learned that from her mother, who was okay. an evil bitch.
2: So your grandmother but, was... A, was, was the, an evil bitch. Well, the grandmother was oh, a Oh my God.
3: Too. My, my grandmother used to come over and bite me on the cheek so hard that she would leave teeth marks and she would say, that's because I love you. So that's when I was five and six years old. And so if you don't think that screws up a child, you have no idea.
2: Is but, that why? Is that why point, punch, wait,
3: let is me that finish. Why the punch. point of the story was the point of the story was that when I realized that my mother had her own issues and her own problem, I was able to forgive her so that when she got sick, when she finally, in her final, she lived to be 93 years old, because those bitches never die, but uh, (laughs) when she lived, when I I flew to Florida, I spent four weeks living in her house, and I took care of of her, and when she went to the hospital, I was there every day, and I was able to forgive her, and when she passed, I cried, I cried, (laughs) and Wow. And Elaine Boozler Boo- <laughs> No no no. Elaine Boozler called me and she said, Why <laughs>
2: are you shit? crying? What? You don't know who Elaine Boozler is? Of course I know I know oh, her. Right. How is she? How's she doing? Oh she's fabulous.
3: I adore okay. Elaine. So okay. Elaine Boozler called me and she said, What are you crying for? This woman treated you like shit. And I what? said, Elaine, good, bad, or indifferent. She was a constant in my life from the moment I was born until the moment she died. And it's like now that constant is gone, and I have a whole different life. and I, so I grieved. I grieved when my mother died, but three years later I, I, I i'm after the grief has you know lifted, I'm able to see exactly who she was and what she did. And, you know, I, I sometimes get angry that, you know, I, I didn't see it sooner. And I went through all those years of, of turmoil because no, of don't, her.
2: No, don't, don't you ever feel that. That's the stupidest thing you could possibly feel. You were an abused child, verbally abused. There's no excuse right. for that. She was taking out her frustration because she was a failed marriage. Who dumped who? She kicked him out or he, dumped, he ran away?
3: No, he, she kicked him out.
2: Okay. She kicked him out because obviously he wasn't responding to her evilness or something. So she had to pick on the next best thing. And that was you. Yeah. Now, no, that's Jew- uh, you. know Jew- I, I, absol- I absolutely, I absolutely agree. agree with you. Jews, agree. Jews, Jews and Italians. Very little difference because I know that's who I am. Jews yeah. and Italians both say the same thing. She could be a whore in the street, but she's your mother and you right. must respect her and take care of her. She could be the most rotten, prostitute, pig, slut, drunken dope addict, cunt, but you have to love and take care of her. And that's how we're raised. So I right. understand well, that. But don't yeah, ever feel I guilty. Did. No, but wait a minute, no, but don't, I ever don't feel, feel
3: guilty. I don't feel guilty, I don't feel guilty. You no, have... I don't feel guilty. Okay. I did just... exactly what I should have done on, under those circumstances. Yeah, but you, you and... and she
2: were in combat. And as long as you were in, uh,
4: contact
2: you know. But when she cro- once to, she croaked, that was it. The pages, the book is shut when she croaked.
3: Scott, I used to say to her, "You treat me, you treat me like I'm guilty, and then you go looking for the crime." And that's and that's the truth. Steve, I mean, nothing. Steve. Steve.
2: I don't want Ron, wanna, Ron, like, Ron. <laughs> I'm gonna smack you, you bitch. I don't want to say something about somebody's mother that makes me look bad, but your mother was yeah. very mentally disturbed because any well, woman that would send letters to her son saying those things has a mental issue. She was, so you have to look at her in a way to say, I'm so sorry that my mother was mentally deranged. and did right, things. That's,
3: exactly, that's exactly how I approach it now. And a woman, <laughs> I was sitting in a in a doctor's office with a friend and we were talking back and there was a woman sitting between us and we were talking back and forth and we were talking about my mother and stuff that she had done. And this woman looked at me and she says, I'm sorry, I have to say something. you put me in the middle of this conversation. So I thought, Oh my God, I'm going to get it now. And the woman said to me, when a mother says there's something wrong with the child, then there's something wrong with the with mother.
2: The mother, Absolutely. And for all of and, you Yenters out there that like to hear good dish and you, and you're very interested, you know, yeah, who, anybody doesn't know what a Yenter is. Look it up. A Yenter is a gossip. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm a yakna. I'm a, a yakna is the, the king of Yenters. You know, I run the Yenter party. And if yeah. you want a good juicy, dishy, gossipy, funny book, Go out and get this book. Trust Ron Russell to blow smoke up nobody's ass and I don't bullshit. Anybody out there will tell you Ron tells the truth. If the book sucked, I would have had Steve on because I love him to pieces. He's like my very dearest friend. And I would have said, oh, Steve's book is quite interesting. Buy it. No, it's not interesting. It's beyond interesting. It's a Yenta session. You're going to get dirt, gossip, stories. You're going to not put it down. And when it's finished, you're going to love him. And you're going to want to see his work. That's it. Now send me my so, check. Now send me my check for saying.
3: That. All right, that's so sweet of you to say.
2: <laughs> no, but it's true, and Steve.
3: Last, I, I, and you I, know, you. I'm so,
2: I'm so happy that, that I don't have to bullshit, because I wouldn't. Like people, when I go to these red carpets, they say, Oh, Ron, I hope you do a good review." I say, "Listen, I don't lie to my people. That's why we're the number one show, because we're an honest show. Whatever we say on the show is the truth, and you know me, Steve. I don't sugarcoat anything. I tell it like it is." And let, and in, let me. Let one me one more thing you. and I'm shutting up. All right. Go ahead. Go. Go out and get this book. Memoir of a nobody. And then I want you to contact me on Facebook and tell me how thankful you are and grateful you are to me for telling you to go and have a good time inside this book. All right? Oh,
3: thanks. And people can go to Amazon.com. And if they put in memoir of a nobody, they'll take you to a page where you'll read fifty-seven reviews of people like Ron who, who've read the book and, and and love it. And so, but let me talk about something
2: else. Well, wait, Roma. one more. Thing. Wait, 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 wait. Before we go what? any further, what is that what? thing that people do where they buy it online? What is it called? That book that people take to the beach? It's a computer. You read Kindle. books. Kindle. Kindle. Are you on? Are you he on, on
3: everything? On- I'm on Kindle. I'm on Nook. I'm on everything.
2: So go to Kindle and buy him, and take him to the beach. There you go. Go ahead, Steve. What's your new story or your so, new, topic?
3: No, new topic? Roma, Roma, the movie Roma. Oh, please, the movie give me Roma.
1: A,
2: Please give ten, me a break.
3: got ten Oscar nominations.
2: Pilling I myself. had to take
3: a no dose to take to get through the first fifteen minutes. It's the most. I I posted on Facebook. I said, I'm I'm coming out. If if Nova can get, if the Roma can get. Ten nominations. I'm coming out with my own film. It's called Cramps. And for the first twenty, for the first twenty minutes, we follow a woman. Cramps. cramps. It's a woman sits on a on a sofa holding a whole hot water bottle, true, and then true. That's for the first twenty minutes. And then the next twenty minutes, she gets up and tries to vacuum, but she can't. So she goes back and she sits down. She puts the hot water bottle back on her stomach. Then. Then her kids come home from school and she's so sick that the kids make dinner. And so then she, it ends, it ends when she gets a a heating pad and they all walk down the driveway together to take the trash out. That's my movie. If that piece of shit can get 10 Oscar nominations, I'm doing that movie. I don't even know. In my life.
2: No, no, Jimmy. 20 minutes to pick up
3: dog shit. I've never seen a movie like this in my life.
2: It's one of these movies where the camera crew was loaded and the director was was blind or something. It's a oh piece of shit. No, it's true. I've I never wait, in my wait, life. What's it about? Wait, I what's wait it about? shot in black and white and some kind of horrible gray, misty kind of little shit. But color. what's it about, Rome?
3: All right, oh, wow. I'll tell you what, Jimmy. When you uh, find out, you text me and let me know. I, I, I'm telling you, it's, it, it's a family a and it's a it's a family in Mexico and the husband leaves the wife and he's having an affair with somebody else, but the maid takes the care of the baby. And then there's a revolution. And I I don't know, then they go to Taco Bell and somebody builds a wall. I don't know what it's about. It's the (laughs) worst movie I've ever seen in my life. (laughs)
1: I, I saw your I saw your like t- tweet. I think I retweeted your tweet about that earlier today because I was I, like, well, I didn't I'll, know what it is. I didn't even know half the movies that got nominated. Like it's like they weren't even in the theaters. Hey, I don't Steve, even know what the hell Steve, they were. Listen, listen. Steve. I hate
3: Donald Trump more than I hate anyone on the face the of the earth. But if he keeps stop if, if he builds the wall and it keeps that movie out, I'll support him.
2: Yeah. Everybody <laughs> out there. If you're a Republican, please still buy his book. Politics <laughs> yes. has nothing to do with his wonderful talent.
3: That's, so, that's right. Because I speak very highly of George Bush. Not really. But
2: go ahead. It, you're going to lose half the population of buying. No, seriously. Republicans, please be sophisticated enough to go above this. That's his political belief, but it's Listen, absolutely. I have
3: not- my book. Some of my dearest friends on the face of the earth are Republicans. Uh, 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 uh Tom Blumenthal, who owns Geary's in uh, Beverly Hills, is Love a Republican, Geary. and yep. he's like family to me.
2: I don't recognize Can one Can I get person. a discounted at Geary's if I tell him I know you? But seriously, uh, I, I have nothing against Donald Trump. I slept with him for years. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, well, that seriously. explains a lot.
2: I don't even recognize one person in this well, room. Wait, movie. Jimmy and I are going to the Oscars. Okay, we're going to the dinner. No, we're not going to for that. What we're is it called? An Oscars viewing party. What is it called? An Oscars viewing. Party. An, Oscar viewing party. an Oscar viewing party, which means we have to sit there and watch these shitty movies. Uh, the, you know, who wins? And I intend, when Roma comes up, to start throwing dishes at the screen and, and glass. <laughs> <laughs> if it wins, I'm going to have a fit. And it's being. Television. I don't
3: think it'll win. I've seen almost all the films this year. I you know I I went to see Mary Poppins Returns. I sat in the theater for 2 hours with a smile on my face. I never I've never loved a movie as much. It's one of these feel good movies. Right. That it, it the music the it's a musical in the tradition of the old musicals. Right. And it was a wonderful dance number and
1: oh, I I loved it. What that? else did I Churchill said he couldn't even watch Roma. It was terrible. Wait,
2: you were at our party. You have yeah. got to see Linda Chorney's movie.
1: When I when Sing. I sing.
2: What is it? Oh, when if I you sing. like an uplifting movie like Mary Pop, her story is about a little Jewish girl from Boston who is poor. She has no money. She sleeps in the street. She begs for food. And then she goes to Colorado. She plays the guitar and a multimillionaire sees her. And he marries her. And it's a true life story because Scotty, her that's
1: husband. not what it's yeah. about yeah, it's about that no it's not it's about a fucking independent artist who gets nominated I for an award but nobody award. gives a shit about
2: that part that's the only part no they care no no about. I didn't care about if she got nominated or not I felt so bad for her being poor you know and struggling to make a career and then it's a Cinderella story and then she meets Scott and, and so it's a wonderful it's a beautiful Anyway, movie. it is a very good movie wait go back so what other Oscar <laughs> movies did
1: you see
3: I saw I saw our R G B Ru- Ruth Gator, Bader Ginsburg movie. It was a good movie, but it was you know not earth shaking. It was you know a good uh, docudrama, you know, and so that was good. I saw um, I haven't seen Vice yet. I'm going to see that this week. Uh, what are some of the other movies? I can't I don't remember. Rem- the- I can't but remember. The- what Rome they is going
2: to win. You know why Rome is going to win? Because no, it's it's, not. Poli- it's politic oh yes it is. It's politically correct. Everybody's oh, a- I the
3: Green Book. Green Wait. Book, which is absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. I I, I absolutely oh, Ro- loved listen.
2: it. Roma will win because everybody Everybody said Green Book was good. Uh, can I get this fucking political statement out? Mm-hmm. Everybody will. will, (laughs) will, Wait a minute! It will win because everybody's sympathetic to Mexicans right now, and Hollywood loves to do that. Follow politics, you'll find out who wins. Here's the the song. Here, here are the
1: nominees. Bohemian Rhapsody. I like that one. That's That should win. win. Uh, The favorite. That was good. Black Panther was okay, but it wasn't that. It's not even as good as the event. It was great.
3: It was. No, it was really good. I loved the Black
1: Panther. Oh, I don't. It was. I mean, that was good, but it wasn't as good as like the old Avengers movies. Black Klansman, we didn't see, but it's got. uh Harry oh, Belafonte It's wonderful. And, it's funny. It's, right? I think
3: it's. I think it's the best Spike Lee. Spike Lee.
1: Spike, uh, Spike movie. Lee. Green yeah. Book, the, which I said they fabulous. said is great. Vice, which we didn't see. A Star Is Born, which Shit. which oh, uh, which which Ron couldn't stand. Ugh, ugh, ugh. and Roma. Ugh.
3: Yeah. I, I like *Star Is Born*. I thought it was good, I, I and then she's going to win an Oscar for the best song.
1: I, I, I thought it was the best
2: song. I, I agree with the best. You song. know who should win Best Actress? Glenn Close, for *The White*.
3: Well, probably will, she because she's fabulous. got a body of work. Because the, the Academy actually votes for a body of work. Sometimes someone will jump out, and their and their work is so terrific that it can't be denied, and they they you know they win. But in a year like this, I think they're going to vote for a body of work.
2: no politics it's Roma you'll see <laughs> well oh actor well whoever's in Rome is going to win they they do a grand sweep because when Italy was in three coins in a fountain one when when Greece was in Zorba the Greek one, so the minute an ethnic group is Glenn in, close though did get nominated, yeah well she should win she was brilliant and she lady got lady
1: gaga melissa mccarthy which i didn't see that movie. gaga
2: can't act away out of olivia a
1: coleman bed. yalitza yaparicio from roma and glenn close for the wife i hope glenn close wins
2: listen to well, me we'll see it probably ha- be the california it'll probably be the one. california and hollywood hate trump we know that trump hates hollywood they're deliberately going to vote for Roma to rub it in Trump's face.
1: On CBS News, they got a thing that says Melissa McCarthy nominated for Best Actress a day after being nominated for Worst Actress. So she got a Best Actress nomination, and then she got two Razzie Awards for Worst Actress in the same year. That's that's (laughs) interesting. That's hilarious, though. I actually like her. I think her shit's funny.
3: I think she did uh, a sketch on Saturday Night Live I could watch it thirty five hundred times and laugh every single time. It's a Hidden Hidden Valley Ranch dressing,
4: okay. and
3: I, I, it's 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 absolutely you can YouTube it. You YouTube it. Uh, it's the Hidden Valley Ranch dressing commercial, and God, she was funny in that. She was balls to the floor, balls to the walls funny. So okay, to
2: keep the balance uh, of our show going, I have yes. to before we lose it. I have to pay great respects to another friend that I lost, Kay Ballard. Kay Ballard passed away yesterday at 90 something from heart failure. Um,
3: 93.
2: I interviewed Kay Ballard. Go to YouTube and see Ron Russell's interview of Kay Ballard. You will love it. Uh, I then became friends with Kay Ballard. We went to her home. She cooked me lasagna. We became very close friends because we're both Ginzos and we were. I love Kay she was honest, she was real, she was down to earth, she was everybody's friend. Carol uh, Channing died, another friend who was the same as Kay, another sweetheart, and of course our Chad and our Chad Murphy passed away, our announcer. So it's been a pretty heavy month for me losing uh, three people who I really cared for. But everybody out there, I just want you to know Kay Ballard was a gem. The real McCoy. The real She deal. was.
3: I met her a couple of times and she was always gracious <laughs> and
2: and held your hand. Oh, did baby. she always hold did she grab your yeah, hand a lot?
3: Yeah. And she, it? Yeah.
1: She
2: she was wonderful yeah. that way. Yeah. She yeah. she was a doll. Anyway, uh, you know, muzzle tough. We should all live so that. So here's life. what we gotta do.
1: First of all, everybody, you guys should follow Steve Bluestein on Twitter. It's at Steve Bluestine, Bluestein, B L U E S T E I N. His book is called Memoir of a Nobody and, uh, you can get it on Amazon or all the digital download sites, get it for your Kindle, for your Nook, for your everything, or just buy the actual physical copy of the book. And then what's, what is, it was chosen by Barry Mitchell of ABC, one of his five favorite books for 2018. And then what's 49 and a Half Shades of Blue Stein?
3: That's the second book and that's available on, on audiobook uh, and, uh, also at Lulu, L-U-L-U dot com, you can buy the second book. And there's a third book coming out called "Take My Prostate, Please." And uh, that's Is that my really third the title.
1: Book. Or did you just make that no, up? No, take my prostate. No, it's
3: please. really the title. Take my prostate, please.
1: <laughs> and you it's can have mine too.
3: It's about my <laughs> prostate cancer surgery. And my agent said only you could make cancer funny, and I thought that was so sweet. So they're shopping that right
1: now. <laughs> okay, is it already written?
3: It's all written. They're shopping it. You get a publisher right now.
1: There you go. All right. Church, well, you, Churchill you know, told me there,
2: to tell they, you hello. He's in the chat room. There is humor in tragedy, and I find that Ooh. all the time. Yeah, now, uh, Churchill who, who said hello. Churchill. Churchill. He, Tom, he was at the party Saturday. Churchill. The
1: movie director, of Churchill. Oh.
2: Thomas oh, Churchill.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess I should say Thomas. Yeah, he's okay, he's in right. he's in the chat room. He's in the chat room. So, anyway, you guys, this is Steve Bluestein. Follow him. We're going to have to let him go because we've got another guest coming on right, in a few steve minutes. Or oh, great. Gonna,
2: steve or when am I going to see you?
3: I don't know. As soon as I sell my house, I'm moving to Palm
1: Springs.
2: Good boy. Yay. Uh, we them, love it. Then we'll right. see a lot, a thanks lot of for, So, that, thanks
1: so much, and uh, have a good one. Say hello to Ben, and we'll see you soon. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. I, I, I send bye. hug, I
2: send hugs and kisses to you, Stevie. There you go. Right, my, my steve stable.
1: Bye-bye, baby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We want to welcome Pat Grant joined us in the chat room. Backpack John joined us in the chat room. Iris Ginger joined us in the chat room. I don't know. A bunch of people uh, came in. So, hey, everybody. Hope all is going good. Um, I think we're going to uh, take a quick music break, and then we're going to do a quick commercial, and then we'll get our next guest on the phone.
2: And I love Steve Blustein- Stein. Stein. <laughs> He's and, a great guy. And, and being oh, friend, he was very funny. Being friends with him is a riot because, you know, he and I spend time together, and the things that he says that come out of his head are hysterical. He's a very funny guy.
1: He, uh, he, he really very is. Funny.
2: And, a, and, a, and a nice real gem of a guy, a down-to-earth guy. He's really real. I hate phony people. In our business, we have so many bullshit artists, phonies, liars, users, connivers, you know, creeps. Not, not the people we know. My friends are all real.
1: You got to, like, love it. So, uh, D, yes. you there? Yeah, All right, yeah, here's yeah. what we're going to do. Let's play Clown Motel Deviant. We're going on the clown theme because Ron just shot a movie called Clown Road. And Clown Motel we went and saw not too long ago. And this is a song from Clown Motel. And Friday night, we're going to see Clown Nato. In the world of horror, clowns are taking over. So enjoy this, everybody. And we'll be back in a minute. Clown Motel by the BAM Deviant from the Clown Motel soundtrack.
0: This is worse than the Clown, Clown Motel Yes sir
5: You better stay away This place is cursed Hear what I'm saying We play in the thirst To bring you pain It's insane It's death that they serve At the Clown Motel Yes sir Back in the 19th this place was found. It was a gold mine paradise built solely for clowns. A safe place, getaway, full of joy all around. Until they burn it down to the ground. Now the smiling faces are upside down. All frowns from the clowns and now haunt these grounds. In the flames they drown, but some way, somehow, they aim to stay. So it's souls they round. When a life is taken, that soul is shaken. And a smile awakens to live once more. Holding age of cranking. Psych and wait to leave your slice like cake all on the floor. There's no escape. In this unfortunate fate, if you find yourself facing those craving and gore, and this ain't the place for no ghost hunt tape, and just stay away and believe local
0: lore. You better stay away. This place is cursed. Disobey and you'll be buried away in the dirt. Envision your darkest nightmares. This is worse than the, the
5: clown tell Yes sir. You better stay away. This place is cursed. You hear what I'm saying? We play in the thirst to bring you pain. is insane. It's death that they serve at the clown motel.
0: motel. Yes sir. To Alive. Those who come here must die It's a carnival freak show when no games arrives No one survives, you can hide in the mines But in time they will find you, they're inside of your mind. See your homegirls were right, but you just wanted to drive Should've just booked a flight, would've saved you some time Would've spared you your life, now hemi has got you in sight And you frantic as you panic and try to make it through the night They always wanted just to stay hidden, minded their own business mind digging, grinding just to make their own spaces People wanted their riches, risking lives just to get it And their crimes caused a fire that retired their chase these are spirits with a vengeance here to deliver a penance Serving an eternal sentence to the human race Doesn't matter if you did it, you're descendants to the men and women Who committed to ending the painted face You better stay away, this place is cursed Disobey and you'll be buried away in the dirt Envision your darkest nightmares, this is worse It's the Clown Motel yes, sir.
5: Better stay away, this place is cursed Hear what I'm saying, we play in the thirst To bring you pain is insane, it's death that they serve at the Clown Motel,
0: yes sir. The Clown Motel will have you stricken with fear It's best to steer clear, cause they don't welcome you here I suggest you keep it in gear until it fades in the mirror Unless you're trying to have your face flash from ear to ear
5: Ronnie and his peers been serving tears here for years They'll skin you like a deer while they cheer, sheer, and beers they literally and weird, but sincere beer and spears With the name to pierce brains without their pain nearly smeared
0: Stay in a place you want to stay if you expect to see no more I know it's dark but don't you park, stay in your car and embark Go through the dark and get as far from this bizarre boulevard Or disregard and get discarded, caught off guard by the scars So if
5: you're driving and you're tired, you better chug a red bull And keep your eyes on the process, here's another level Don't try to be a rebel or else you'll meet the devil Just keep the pedal to the
0: metal and everything will be cool, hey You better stay away, this place is cursed Disobey and you'll be buried away in the dirt Envision your darkest nightmares, this is worse It's the, the, the Clown Motel, you better stay away, this place is cursed Hear
5: what I'm saying, we play in the thirst To bring you pain, it's insane It's death that they serve at the Clown Motel Yes, sir
1: All right, there you go, everybody. So we're back. That was Deviant's Clown Motel, and, um... Uh, we, uh, gonna do a quick little commercial thing for all the places that you can hear the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell. And actually this isn't all of them. Cause I just recently found out there's like a hundred and something more that I, I didn't know about, but, <laughs> but our main places to go is to listen to us live every Wednesday from 12 to 2 PM Pacific time or three to 5 PM Eastern time, um, on W4CY radio, uh, so you want to listen to us live. We're also on K4HD Radio in LA. Hit 106.9 FM in New York. Jackalope Radio in St. Louis. We're also on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Palmbe- Podbean, Audioboom, Podomatic, Apple TV, and Spreaker. And on television, you can see us on Vimeo, Roku, YouTube, and Comcast On Demand. Whew.
2: But not today, because today we're not televising.
1: That's right. So today it's just we're regular. We're
2: audio today.
1: Um, and then... um. Let me think. So we're going to call our next guest, you guys. You guys love her. It's Lorraine Landon. And um, uh, let's see. We're going to play For Your Eyes Only by Joya Bruno while we're getting her on the line. How's that, D?
0: Sounds good to me. Just let me know when we're ready.
2: Let's I rock love, and roll. I love her doing that. Can we hear it? Could you shoot her all the way, too? I oh, love Joya singing for you. will hear it in
1: the background because she'll unplug us. So
2: you'll hear it in the background. Oh, I can't wait. I Perfect. love it. Perfect. All right, everybody. This so this is Joya Bruno for your eyes
1: only. And when we come back, we'll have Lorraine Landon on the line. Thanks, D. For your
4: your eyes only I never need to hide You can see so much in me, so much in me that's new 'Cause I know you
1: All right, everybody, we're back. So that was uh, Joya Bruna for your eyes only. And um, uh, we've got to welcome now. We can, hear, Lorraine, say something. Let's make sure everybody can hear you. Okay. Testing, testing. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the fabulously talented and gorgeous Lorraine Landon. Hay, and welcome to the show, gorgeous. Thank you so much. Is this the IRS? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. is this the IRS? I, I've, lo- I've relocated
6: to Zimbabwe If it is, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> me too. I'll be your you next know, door this neighbor. Could
6: a, this could be a trip. A trick call. You never know, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, but... you never know. So everybody, well, this I had is. A our... pedi-
6: I had a pedicure. I had a manicure. I had my hair done. So I'm good to go, boys.
1: And now we can't even see you. Next time we'll have to be able to see you again because you're so gorgeous.
6: No, I did it for the phone call. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perfect. I love it. <laughs> so, you guys, Lorreen was at our house. What? Last oh, uh, okay. Week. That's right. It's Lorene Saturday was at night. our house. Okay, so I'm first I have, to,
6: I, have to introduce, the
1: I have to introduce my cool, outrageous Man About Town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell.
2: Oh, I love, my, I love Ron. I love, I love my Thanks. Lorene. Now, I've got you to you say too, a baby. few things about my Lorene. I have met many, 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 many stars, as you know, big, big league stars, Glamour Girls, Jane Russell, Lauren Bacall, all the big stars. And my Lorene is up there with them. She is Aww. by far one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen. Close up. And I mean, really close up. But absolutely
6: far
2: away. Close. No, absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> but. I I, I see beyond her beauty, and I see her gentleness, her sensitivity. That everybody agrees. Everyone that has met her said she's so lovely, she's so sweet. She's like a little dove, and that's my Lorene. She's beautiful, and she's considerate and caring. Oh, she's a doll. She's she's now Lorene. I'm going to ask you a shocking question. Um, Why aren't Why aren't you married to like the best man in the world?
4: Why
6: aren't I married? Probably because I never met a man who wanted to follow me around with a mop and a can of all the rest of his life. I am a serial slob. Hello? Did you hang up?
2: Hello? You're a serial slob. Uh, did we lose you?
0: Uh, no, you guys, uh, I think you guys had yourself muted for a second. We couldn't hear anything for a good, like, ten seconds.
1: We can't mute anything. We don't have a way to mute us. We, we don't mute. Okay. There's no way to mute us on our side. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Why. I didn't <laughs> do it. We lost connection I didn't do it.
1: We oh. might have lost connection somehow, but with the, the with the, the with the Wi-Fi. But anyway, okay. So no, Lorene, we didn't hang up on you, and uh, and we don't want to follow you around with a mop and Lysol.
6: <laughs> okay, so you'll never marry me. That's for sure.
1: That's okay though, because we don't want to marry you. No, know, I,
6: I, I used to have to, I used to have maids. I swear this is true. I had maids. When I lived on Hollywood Boulevard, two different maids, and both of them quit the first day.
2: (laughs) 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 Where would you live? I lived on Hollywood Boulevard. I lived Hollywood and Laurel Canyon, where they connect. Oh my gosh!
6: Of course, I lived at seven 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 Hollywood Boulevard
2: for years. And I lived right up the road. This, but I lived there in nineteen sixty-seven. You weren't even born yet.
6: Of oh,
2: course uh, not. No, that's when I lived it there. It was country, you know, Hollywood and Laurel Canyon. You, you were on Laurel, Laurel and where? I, I was. I was right when Hollywood Boulevard ends and Laurel Canyon becomes. It was a peach-colored apartment building on the right with big, big windows. Now it was looks it like on a the street, nor-
6: north side of the street.
2: The right side, whichever side that is. The right that's side. That's the
6: north side. Mountainside. Uh, north side.
2: Mountainside. Get it side. together, bull. Right. Anyway, it was a peach building, and it was beautiful uh-huh. then. Now I look at it, it's a run-down shithole. But when I was there, it was a beautiful, and we paid, I think, 250 a month oh, rent geez. for a two-bedroom apartment. Oh, probably 4000
6: a month now, easily. Got,
2: for that dump? Got to be kidding. But it was oh, wall-to-wall sure. carpeted. We had a swimming pool. We had garages. Yeah. I I don't think it was even 250. It might have been 175, something like that. Anyway, those are the good old days, as they say. So, What are you doing? What's what's going on now? What's happening?
6: Well, I have three films coming out. One is uh, Terror Tales, directed by Jimmy Lee Combs, uh, who, when he picked me up at the airport, I thought it was an AD or a second AD or an intern. I didn't know for two minutes when he picked me up in his car that it was the director. I thought it was some 16-year-old kid and I was going to get arrested or something. <laughs> but, it, yeah, he looks like he's 16 years old and he's a wonderful, wonderful cutting-edge director. I call him my cutting-edge director because, well, that's what he does. And, you know, the the movie's been getting phenomenal reviews. Um, I don't know if you've read any reviews, but... Uh,
1: I um, actually read reviews for it, but I've never seen it because uh i actually like because felissa rose is in this movie um oh, Lynn, yeah uh Ari lehman he's been on our show jonathan tiersten's been on our show mm-hmm. Ian, Jan birch has been on our show so a lot of the people in it
2: you've been on our show so a lot of the people in it have been on our show and oh, i never yeah. read yeah. i never read any i never read anyone's reviews i don't like to be influenced because i like to do my own review you know, from my thinking. Now, when are we seeing any of your films? We're not going to any of your openings, red carpets, or what? What's going on? Well,
6: um, Agramon's Gate is coming out, I believe, at theater, in theaters in September, but you can see, you can see, um, uh, Tear tales right now on, uh, let's see, it's on BOD and it's on, uh, oh, it's all over the place. It's on, uh, uh, many many oh, platforms. So uh, is, it on, is it
2: on Netflix? Netflix, whatever they no. call
6: it. No, it's not on. Ne- it's not on Netflix, but it's on um, iTunes. It's on uh, Google uh, Play. On, all the so different like things, things like, like that. Yeah, Google Play. It it's, on, it's on. It's on. iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and uh, it's a DVD with special features that uh, will be. And it's going to be released on February fifth. The uh, features just in time for Valentine's Day.
4: There and you go. The DVD,
6: the DVD can be uh, pre-ordered on Amazon. So, um, you know, we're getting great reviews, and um, Let's Watch Whore, who are a fantastic uh, podcast, gave uh, Jan Birch and myself an astonishing review. And I cried when I listened to the review. I, my friend Larry Cohen and I and his daughter Melissa listened to the review. It was about 20 minutes long, and you can hear it. It's on my Facebook page, but or or on Twitter. Let's watch Horror. You won't believe what these uh, incredible uh, uh, British people say about the film and about Jimmy Lee Combs' performance as a director.
2: There um, you go. Well, I haven't heard anything. Yeah. About, so I have not heard anything about that. But what I have been hearing the buzz around town is your performance with Bruce Dern. Which, nobody's seen that yet, though, because nobody can see it. No, but the people in the biz, they know about it. The word they know about it. Well, that's
6: in Agremont's Gate. That's Harley Wallin's movie. No, no, right. no, wait, wait. Oh, He's Hall-
1: talking... Hey, wait, wait, wait. You guys are getting them all mixed. You're not... You're getting them all mixed up. Okay, Bruce Dern is Nation's Fire, which nobody has seen yet, because it has not come out. The people, no, but people...
2: I'm... I'm t- I, you didn't yes. listen to what I said. The people in the biz know because you know the word goes through like. Fire. The word's
1: going around, but nobody's like seen actually seen it.
2: Jimmy, they know her performance. Now her thing is They're going talking. for Agarmon's Gate, and I she won all that, these awards. I'm not talking about that. I'm oh, I can't stand him. I'm divorcing him. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, Thomas, Churchill's wait.
1: Churchill's in the chat room now. He says hi, Lorene. Hi, Thomas. There you Thomas go. Directed so
6: directed me. Thomas directed me in Nation's Fire. Um, I love Thomas. He's an avant-garde, innovative, progressive director, and uh, he uh, gave me the opportunity to play one of the roles of a lifetime, and that was um, a cra- crazy, wild, psychotic, alcoholic uh, wife of Bruce Dern, and believe it or not, Thomas trusted me enough, and I cannot uh, thank him enough, I'm so indebted to him, for just telling Bruce, here's what you're going to do, Lorreen, here's what you're going to do. So, Lorene, you're going to go psycho. You're going to have a big fight, and he's going to leave you uh, because you're an alcoholic. So, in flashbacks, I do scenes with Bruce Dern, and they were all improvised. Everything was Im- improvised, non-scripted, and that's because of uh, Thomas Churchill. I call him Th- Sir Thomas Churchill-like. yeah,
1: you now. go, Sir Thomas Churchill. Well, that's I are- call
6: him sir. sir Thomas Churchill because... You know, he reminds me of Winston Churchill. He's a man who says the words he feels and not the words of one who kneels, you know. He, and he knows what he wants. He's a visionary. And he's one of the greatest directors I have ever worked with in my
1: life. And, and he also and, says,
2: and thank the, you very and much. The you're
6: authentic. And the, what's that?
2: He says you're. Br- he said, "Thank you very much. You're brilliant." And I agree with you because I'm in two of his films. And he said he's given me freedom. Uh, in one film, I play a bartender. On, you're not supposed to talk about those yet, though. Well, I'm not talking about the title. I'm a bartender, <laughs> in I'm supposed to be. You know, he likes my. No, he likes my New York, Long Island accent, and he wanted authenticity. He didn't want to hire an actor who's going to make believe New York, which sounds so corny and shitty. He said, Ron, you have a real Long Island, New York accent, and I want you to be the bartender, but I'm going to give you freedom to stick to the story, but use your own thinking in words. And I love that because that's going to let me go wild and give an outstanding performance. You know that when you bring it up from yeah. your own gut, it's better than some other jerks writing that he writes stupid. I
6: thought you had a southern
1: accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, South Brooklyn. South Sounds
6: Brooklyn. like a southern accent to me. Yeah, baby. Right.
1: No, South Brooklyn. So so the buzz is big for that one and that's gonna be out sometime in the next couple of months. At least a premiere will be coming out. And then oh, you have yeah. Then you have Harley's film Agramon's Gate which you just got nominated for the most terrifying scene by in the Indie Awards two thousand eighteen. Uh, yes, uh, right. opposite opposite yes. Jan Birch who was on our show last year right. Right. Oh, and Oh Jan's uh,
6: amazing. You know, the funny thing about Jan is um people just associate Jan with terror, but he's so impossibly handsome and such a fabulous actor. And he's so exotic looking. Have you you've, you've seen him in person, right? Or have you only oh, yeah. him on Maybe
2: the but the thing is he's so gentle and so yes, nice. He he's so opposite the characters he plays. He's absolutely
6: He's the antithesis of what he appears and most people are probably terrified of him because of the roles that he plays, but yeah. uh, like he, you he's say a dove. he's a he's a dove. he's, he's a, a dove. Lovely
4: soul. Yeah. Absolutely. And Harley,
6: let me talk about Harley. Harley uh-huh. creates this uh, unbelievably uh, believable world a setting uh, veneration that he wishes to give. And he's a, uh, one of the few great translators of stories, people, and worlds that he assembles them in this, I don't know, cohesive full spectrum and audio narration. He's, he reminds me so much of Robert Aldrich. And I always have told him that when I worked with him. You remind me so much of Ald- Robert Aldrich because. You know, Robert would always be calm, which to me is a sign of a great director. He would include the actors. He would set up a scene where you—you you, every scene had to set up a confrontation and a resolution. Every scene, he would involve the actors instead of saying, like, some directors, not you, Thomas, ever, and not Jimmy Lee, <laughs> Tom, but, but some but some directors just say action. When a director says to me, action... I already know right away. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. But thank you,
2: thank you, a, thank you. I yeah, finished the, the film. I, a, yeah? I finished oh, the yeah, film. Oh yeah, like with, what? I'm like not what? telling the. am t- not going to say the title, but I've well, just finished the. Fi- no, no, he no, no, can't. Won't, I will not. The the director was demented. He was he was another planet, and he left me hanging from a string. Uh, you know, was I. It Michael Bay? I'm not saying. Bay? I'll tell no. you in private. I will not go public. I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. it's mean. It's mean to do. it. How cool if you it know, was Michael Bay? <laughs> I mean, I was, yeah. you know, the last Who cares, thing I, right? If it's Michael Bay, <laughs> who cares? No, but the last thing I did was like twenty-something years ago on television, and uh-huh. and and I hadn't been in film for a long time, and here's my first film, and suddenly they throw me into a world I don't understand because it's not like Hollywood that I knew when I was in real Hollywood, you know, real movies, uh, big movies, and it's a big, big production. There, there, there's oh, a whole why. different. Si- yeah, so you know the difference. And suddenly oh, yeah. I'm, th- I'm thrown into this nothingness where I don't even know where marks are or what's going on. And, and they don't and, tell him anything. And he, they don't tell me anything. And then he goes into another room and yells action, and I don't hear him. And everybody's <sighs> acting. They're all acting, and I'm sitting there listening to them. I thought they were talking. <laughs> I didn't know they were working.
6: <laughs> oh, that's so, a great story. So they run that's out and they funny. say...
2: Ron, we said action. I said, but I can't hear you. You're in another room. I'm 78 years old. My hearing's not so hot. And so anyway, it, yes, you have to be a director like years ago. Directors would take you and say, this is what I expect. This is what I want. Go here. Do this. Move that. Well, move your a, eye. You know. That's
6: what, well, that's what Harley does. But he doesn't. he's not uh, demonstrative and he's not aggressive. Right. He, um, you know what I'm saying? And he's not obtuse. He,
2: he was not, not like just, Otto Primminser. Auto no, priminger was not a, at all. An I hope actually,
6: the I, like that. I well, let me give that, a shout out to Calhoun Koenig, who plays Agrimon in the film, and Jan Birch, who is uh who plays my dead so called husband, Carter Stan. And Katie Wallin plays Cassidy Stan. She is absolutely have you seen Katie Wallin? She's breathtaking. Yes. She's we met him. we actually film. met
1: we met him at the Betrayed Premiere and Harley's been on oh, Harley's been dead. on the show a bunch, and then we met yeah. Katie at the Betrayed premiere. We love Harley. Look.
2: Harley's
6: uh, he's, the king, he's the king he's the King He's the King of social commentary. I've said that to uh, many, many people, including my my best friend Larry Cohen, who's here right now, that he is the King of social commentary. And so is Larry to a degree, because Larry did the stuff. Uh, are you eating it or is it eating you? And then you have a—it's uh, alive—and you know the whole thematic echo was actually. Was,
1: uh, I, about I, put, I put notes down a little bit because I saw on your Facebook page February second you're going to be signing at Dark Delicacies.
6: Yeah, it's King Cohen. It got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. For I'm the gonna King be Cohen sci- documentary. documentary. Yeah, if Larry, if if yeah, Larry's going to try to make that. Um, uh, we're going to be signing at Dark Delicacies on February 2nd and February second and i think it's two o'clock or three o'clock and i hope everybody shows up for that because you know how many chances are you going to get to meet truly the great larry cohen i mean he's he, he's a legend i have yet to meet a person in the industry you guys or out of the industry who has not said when i mention his name oh my god you know larry cohen oh my it's god so and they, funny. They, they ramble up his name bestseller uh... Phone booth, cellular. it's alive you know he's done a 100 films and he's he's probably um, he's the pioneer and uh, trailblazer in the the area of guerrilla filmmaking but you know then he went on to make uh so many huge movies best I actually wrote it and down so I wrote it I wrote it down
1: though hang on cuz I wrote it down cuz we were watching TV the other night um okay. and we watched and, and Ron loves Jason Statham mm. and uh oh, he's amazing okay he's so like the, the cellular just got put on Netflix and so, I didn't know I that that... I the treatment
6: w- for it. I got uh, the treatment uh, for
1: Cellular. Which is awesome. And so, I didn't know that that, that, that Larry uh, was credited as the writer for that also. And oh, yeah. Uh, so, we were he watching did, it, and when the movie was... It. When we saw the uh-huh. When the movie was over, it said, written by Larry Cohen. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's Larry Cohen. new Lorreen's friend that we met at the Crepitus premiere that you guys walked out on because the movie but, was so bad. Lorene.
2: Lorene. <laughs> Hang on, let me finish. Oh, you're not
1: finished?
2: Uh, I fell asleep. So, then... <laughs> I have that so, effect on me. I love, I, no, uh, I love, no, not you, him. I love to do that too. No, because no, like, I
1: think that, like, you're right. So then I wrote down all the movies that I love that Larry Cohen did, and I'm doing a little plug for him since they're doing a, he's got this new documentary about all about him. He did It's Alive, which is great, Phone Booth, which is a great movie. Love Phone Captivity, booth. Yeah. Cellular, Body one, Snatchers. Number one
6: at the box office. Uh, body Snatchers.
1: Guilty mm-hmm. as Sin, Maniac, Cop and Bestseller. Those are all the ones that I've seen. And Bestseller, right. I freaking like love Bestseller with James Woods and Brian Dennehy. It's a great movie. My favorite it was is. Phone
2: My favorite was Phone Booth. Phone Booth uh, is awesome. How you can do such an exciting movie in the Phone Booth with that crazy guy that says fuck every other minute. What's his Colin first. Colin first. No, 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 no. no, no. Colin, Colin, Farrell. I mean, Colin, Colin Farrell. Colin, Far- Colin Farrell. Farrell Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell loves to say "fuck." That word is his favorite word. So you guys listen up, though, if you want to meet Lorraine,
1: she's going to be signing February second at Dark Delicacies in Burbank, California. That's like the place uh, to go for horror stuff in in California. So all you have to do is Google Dark Delicacies. It's on Magnolia. It's
6: on Magnolia Drive, and the producers are going to be there. Steve Mitchell will be the the director. And like I said, it how many movies you guys got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes? One hundred percent. Every single review was 100%. What does that tell you? So I, I'm so uh, elated and I'm so proud of Steve Mitchell. And, I, and, and they asked me to be, uh, you know, uh, to be there to sign. So I'm going to be there signing and also signing autographs. So um, I'd love to meet fans of uh, Larry's movies and my movies and just friends. You know, there I never call know. people I fans because I, I call people friends. Because, yeah, we do too. You know, yeah, I, I don't like yeah. the word
2: fan. That's so narcissistic. I know. But, let me it's tell so you eotistical. something, I have, I have, we have to get off this kind of conversation because nobody out there knows what we're talking about. Let's get juicy. Okay. What okay. are you wearing? My darling? The well, night what we am I go- wearing?
6: I'm wearing wait, a, no, no, not,
2: not, 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 no. Wait, oh. wait, stop. The night we go to the Oscar screening. We're not going with her. She's going to a different party. You're oh, not I'm
6: going? going to Night of a Thousand Stars. I, I was invited gonna- to the one you're going to, but I, I got invited by Ed Lowe. She's the publicist uh, for uh, Night of a Thousand gonna- Stars. I'm one of the celebrities there, and they're giving away five thousand uh, dollar swag bags, whatever they're called. And oh, uh, you, wait till you see the dress I got. Oh, I'm my not going
2: to see it. I thought you were with me that night, my date. Oh, um, well, I, I got. <laughs> to go with Jimmy. I got the dress from a thrift shop, and a
6: woman, a woman, Rosie, uh, redid the entire dress for me. It's blue and white, and it's the most beautiful dress I think I've ever seen. And it, it, the dress was twenty dollars, but. When I took it to the um, uh, cleaners, they took me to the cleaners, actually. They said yeah, it was $150 right. to fix the dress because the dress was a disaster in the back. But I had to have this dress. So, you know, it, it's something you always out of uh, look Carol Burnett's show. You know, Carol Burnett's show uh, where she picked up the curtains, you know, and and Yeah, a, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Brown, yeah.
2: And, I saw it in the window, and I couldn't resist it. <laughs> That's what she said. No,
6: it was, a, it was a, it's a wrap, the thrift shop. But I... You know, that's why I go to get my clothes. I don't go to these expensive places, you know what I'm saying? No, you uh, I always look... I go, always I go to the, good the goodwill, the good won't. I, I love going to thrift shops, you know what I'm saying? I don't care what it's people
1: very think. popular here care, in California. I couldn't
6: care less what people think, and I'm sick of this PC bullshit in Hollywood, you know what I'm saying? You and me I'm both... Just, Oh, I'm so sick of it. Like I wanted to say to you guys when you said, "How are you doing today?" I wanted to say as a joke, but I thought, "Oh, bit, I'll get in trouble." I wanted to say when, if you, when you said, "How are you doing?" I wanted to say, it's "So beautiful out. I wish I was homeless." But you know what? <laughs> oh, then I'll get a thousand pieces of email. You a horrible, horrible, evil person. More, more so, than know, a
2: thousand. More than a thousand.
6: I, yeah, you, know, you just have, you, you have to be so damn careful what you
2: say. and It's, and a mil- it's a millennium. the it's a millennium. Millennials. Millennials, whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> it's them. <laughs> they, with this, everything is incorrect. In my day, we could say anything we wanted. We had senses of humor, okay? Like, in yeah. other words, if you were Jewish, we'd say, hey, Jew boy, what's going on? <laughs> Today you do that, they throw you <laughs> off the air. You're off the air. Uh. And in my day, it was a wonderful thing. I'm a half Jewish, so I don't care. I mean, if it's just to say to me, you're confused. Are you a Jew and Italian? I said, I'm both. They said, how could you be both? I'd say, listen, I'm not going to get into it, but we would talk about things. Today, that's hush hush. You don't talk about that. You don't no. discuss anything like that. It's improper or impolite or what that's the other word they use? inappropriate another inappropriate word.
1: maybe another word it's all by, all kinds of in words to start with
2: e. <laughs> i mean you can't do jack shit today you cannot do jack shit.
1: everybody in the chat room wants to see you in your oscar viewing gala dress pictures
2: all over facebook you. Still have pictures. i'm very upset though my sweetie pie i really Why? thought that you were coming with us and i had this whole vision of you and i walking in and on the red carpet and getty shooting us and i'm carrying on with this gorgeous marilyn monroe jane oh. Mansfield. And now you're
6: going to you. go well, Square I got invited to honestly four different uh, parties, including the Academy Awards. But I wanted to go to this one that um, my friend Ed Logie invited me to, the publicist invited me to because, you know, they're giving away the swag bags, and everybody gets to mingle as opposed to the Academy Awards. Um, It used to be everybody mingled at at the Academy Awards, but now they separate you. Unless you are actually uh, in a film that is nominated, you have to go to the right, and, you know, be with everybody, which is fine, but, you know, you have to sit way in the back or the middle, whatever, but um, unless you're a celebrity that has a big film out, you go to the left, and that's where all the paparazzi are. Uh, The place I'm going, it's going to be a red carpet uh, full of paparazzi, and I mean big Getty image people, too, but everybody gets to mingle. We get to sit down and have a full-on lobster dinner, full-course dinner, and Roger Neal is putting it on, and I'm so grateful uh, to be going to that.
4: No, uh, Churchill. I was invited to the
6: one that you're going to at the Sheraton Hilton. I was invited to that uh, a month that's,
2: ago. But that, I'm not, that's $2,000. That's, $2, that's going to be
6: spectacular, too. Yeah. That's $2,000 a person.
2: Mm-hmm. A plate. 2000 a plate. Uh, so I So Churchill know. says he'll be a de- he'll be your date, and he's going to be wearing Sears. <laughs> 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 oh,
4: <you> know,
2: <laughs> we don't have one glamour girl to go with. We have to go like fags. I mean, I don't care. Um, you that. and I are going, and actually... Well, once actually, you wear I'll, dress one. Why I did my, you wear a dress? No, yeah, we're going with Caroline Williams. Oh, no, we have Caroline we're Williams. We're going with Caroline She's Williams. She's another piece of ass. You met Caroline yeah. at a park. Oh, Caroline dolls oh, up. She's run, fabulous. Ron, oh,
6: yeah. only you could get away with talking like this. You know what, that, what is, right? What
2: did I say so you bad? You called her a piece of ass. ass. She, yeah. every, every guy I that don't look, care. Who cares? Listen, I, so talk, I talk truth. Every guy you that do. looks... Every guy that looks at you says to himself, yeah. wow, what a pair of tits. Look at that ass. I'd like to fuck this one. Every guy <laughs> says, listen, i don't sugar it okay? That's what I'm uh, so funny. But, sure, you're what do you so think? They look funny. at you? They, you and they want you to come home and clean their house? I mean, come on. They look at you they want to grab you and throw you in bed and ravish you. That's what you are. You are a sexy, gorgeous, sex symbol woman. And why shouldn't you be appreciated for what you are? You project it. You work hard to be Jane Mansfield, Marilyn Monroe, Mamie Van Doren, and the rest of the platinum blonde glamour girls. You well, I don't, like,
6: like I don't look like this. I, I'm not well, gate. I don't look like this. I'm trying looking at it.
2: But. I saw pictures of you. I flipped out. I said, oh, my God, they really made her a mess. But you're supposed to be. You're a drunken yeah, old supposed bitch. I'm supposed you're, you're getting the no, movies. I'm so a, f- no,
6: I'm not a I'm not a drunken in skate. That's nation's oh, fire. I'm a
2: yeah, lunatic in that. Oh, I, too. Saw, I saw pictures of the one with, what's his name? Uh, Bruce Dern, that movie. I saw pictures yeah. of you. You have a short-haired yeah. wig on and you look weird. No, I you don't. Look, I don't oh, have I saw, any wigs on. I saw hair coming down short over your face. It was a quick picture we saw somewhere. Wrote oh, I it's would, not me.
1: Jenga. What's Jenga? Who? I don't it know was not me at all. She that doesn't have short you? hair. No, you saw pictures, but she has long hair in all of them. But who is it I saw? Uh, you saw her with long hair. You're just missing. up. Uh, you're messing something up with the short hair. There's no oh, short hair. Oh, well, whatever.
2: Hair. You know, I'm old. I get everything confused. What can I tell you? I sometimes forget I'm a man. What can I... <laughs> no. You
6: know, I want to give a huge shout out to uh, uh, Harley for AgriMon's Gate for giving me that r- incredible role as well because, you know, uh, he trusted me and... He came up to me during the scenes, and he opened places of my heart that I had a lock and key on for many, many, many years. And I, I went back in my reverie uh, to play this role, and all I'm going to say is it had to do with my father. He brought that out in me, and nobody has ever been able to bring that out in me that that part of the past of me which I never exposed to anybody in in my life uh, ever. Um, so you know, I, I thank thank Harley for. Um, his kindness, his compassion. And he's just I, I, an amazing human being. I think um, act,
2: he acting truly can, is. Acting can be very therapeutic. Yes, I agree. Eh? There are time, acting, eh? when you... What is she saying? When you act, it can be therapeutic because sometimes there's dialogue that hits home. Sophia Loren and I spoke. Yes. In 1959, when I was a 19-year-old boy. And I said to her, I said, Sophia, how do you cry? She said, I have plenty to think about to cry. She said, and I think about when I was a young girl with the bombs were coming down on our head in the war. And she, she could cry on a, on a dime. So most people, and I'm, the question I'm asking is, do you do that when you have to cry? Wh- where do you get it from?
6: I think in my love life.
2: <laughs> I don't believe that I don't believe that That's What if she a, was being she serious said, and you're like laughing <laughs> No she's out of her No, I, don't, no I, don't I think I
6: go, I uh, think of my father
2: you Okay go. that I believe That I believe that
6: I, I go I think of my father
2: But your love life certainly not uh, do you, Are uh, you aware of how beautiful you are Or do you think you're ugly I think I'm
6: uh, I don't think I'm beautiful at all I See
2: never that? Did. They never do. No, nope. I know, well, never do. Never. They never do. My daughter, Leslie, who's gorgeous, she was Miss America runner-up. She was uh, Miss, Miss this, Miss that. Beautiful. Everybody that sees it tells me she's gorgeous. Beautiful, beautiful, and she doesn't think so. Yeah, but you do well, that.
6: Well, when, when I was in high school, I, I, have a scar, <laughs> I have a scar between my eyes, eh? I have a scar, so when I, was in, when I was in junior high and high school, everybody called me Frankenstein, and that was the teachers. I kid you not. They would people make fun of me, and and when I had a crush, a terrible crush, on a couple of different guys in high school, um, they would tell other people that got back to me that I looked like Frankenstein and that I was ugly. So I would always cover my, always cover my uh, scar with my bangs, which I do do to this day. It's not as prominent now as it was before, but you know when when you grow up and people say things to you that. Or that you're poor, or would make fun of you because you're poor. We were very, very indigent, like a lot of people were and are. You know, I'm no different than most people. But you know, when people at school make fun of you, you don't have a car, or you, your shoes don't match in in grade school, and so forth. You know, and and people would say horrible, horrible things about you. You know, that makes you go inside and and hide and. I did that for many, many years, and the only reason I can do what I do in film is because I hide behind a character. I really respect Lynn Lowry for what she said in her recent interview about her shyness and that she hides behind a character. I've done that from day one. I, I get on the set, and people always say say to me, you're so reticent in person, you're so incredibly shy in person. But what I do is what Lynn, Lynn does, I essentially hide behind a character. So when I show up on the set, you know, I guess it's the placebo effect I don't know but I, I, I just try to come prepared with a full-body, three-dimensional character. And what I do is I get the lines out of the way, always get the lines out of the way that the skeleton. And I try to create a character around around the lines, you know. And I talk to the director well, that, always that's,
2: that's Well, what, that's what actors do. But we all had, I didn't, I didn't come from wealth. I was born in 1940. We were in the, at war Three with minutes. Germany and oh, Japan. Geez you know, and we didn't have uh, oil to heat our homes because it went to the war. We couldn't buy tires for our cars because the rubber went to the war. Everything went to the war. So growing up, I remember uh, being living in our house without steam heat in the middle of, of a horrible winter. And my sister and I would draw on the windows, the frost, we'd make designs on the frost. And in the morning, my mother would put the oven on in the kitchen and heat our clothes up so we could go to school. And I loved going to school because it was hot we had steam heat in school so it wartime in this country was horrible Jimmy wants me to speed it up. Okay, that's it. Go, go. No, I was just going to say, because we've got two minutes. Um,
1: oh, that's all? Um, so one thing about that, though, I want to say, because, like, you know, when I was little, I had very bad buck teeth, and they used to tease me and call me Bucky. So, like, I think everybody gets bullied a lot when they're, like, little. No, anyway, I never
2: was told anything about my looks, because as a little. You're gorgeous. No, as a little boy, I was a handsome little boy. I really was a very handsome little boy. The only thing they said to me all the time was, you're so pretty. <gasps> oh, he's a beautiful boy. And, and that I used to, like to piss oh, me off. You're, you're gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah. No. No. No, 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 but that—no—that used to piss me off. I didn't want to be pretty. I wanted to be handsome. either
1: way, it's still the same thing. They never said I was.
2: They say to my mother, "Oh, your son is so beautiful," and I cringe. I want to beat them up and say, "Fuck you! I'm not beautiful. (laughs) I'm—I'm handsome. I'm a guy." You know. But that was always pretty. So anyway, you guys, you
1: can follow Lorene on Twitter at Lorene Landon. L a u r e n e L a n d o n. Lorene, we're gonna see you at Clown NATO
2: Friday, right? Yes,
1: I'm gonna be there Friday night. Yes and, and well, you're
2: sitting next to me
6: I'm gonna sit on your face. I mean you're loud. <laughs> I have that's no Ron, that's what you said to me the other night at your at your house, remember? I,
2: it was a joke. But now you I just know.
6: Got, I'm joking I, too, honey.
2: You just got a million and a half guys whacking off when they heard that. They all saying I wish it was me, I wish it was me. Oh
1: yeah, right. So in the <laughs> meantime, you guys follow Lorreen on February second, go to Dark Delicacies for her signing and if you're in the LA area, go to Clown NATO premiere Friday night. We're going to be there with Churchill and Lorene and Addison and uh, a whole bunch of people. Joe Castro, a whole bunch of people going. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Real fun. Is and Todd an after-
6: Sheets. Todd Sheets, the producer. I can't yes. wait to see this movie. So I'll see you Friday night, eh? Wait, Absolutely. Wait, wait, hang on. Is
2: there an after party? I have no idea. If there's an after party, you're going, right, Lorene?
6: Of course, if it's just you and me.
2: <laughs> so, Lorene, thank you <laughs> so much. You. I love you. I love you. I love you, my favorite little I love dog. you. Too.
6: Thank you so I love much. You too. We'll- I we'll really do. Hi,
2: we'll
6: hey, thank you so day. much for having me on your show.
2: Oh, thank it, it, you
6: so much, and I'm exactly. sorry for anybody I forgot. I know somebody hates me, but oh well. It won't be the first time.
1: And please say hi to Mr. Cohen for us. I yeah. certainly
6: will. He's right, All right. here.
1: All okay. right, bye bye everybody.
6: Thank you.
1: Bye bye. Thank you all so right. much. Lo- lots chat, of, uh, chat room, you guys. Thanks, chat room. Everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you guys all next
2: week. Church And I hope you'll we'll see. I hope you'll see us next week. We're working on it, folks. But have a good week. Bye everybody. Thank you. Well. Bye. bye. bye, bye, bye.
5: bye. bye. The girls inside the party, let's get down to crazy
0: Jimmy. Big up myself the known as Alfred, the one and only the Turkish MC Always have the clothes of Jimmy Bitch, I'm your one and wanna be Jimmy Stark, new celebrity. We'll take you out
4: to Jimmy